Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello, and welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. My name is Jack Martin. I have the honor of serving as virtual CMO for InsureMark. Uh, today on the uh, Breakthrough Advisor podcast, we've got Graham Turner, who is the CEO of Advisor Websites. Graham, welcome to the show. Hey, Jack. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm uh, excited to get started. Yes, absolutely. Hey, uh, catch our audience up a little bit real quickly uh, about, uh, you know, your your background with advisor websites and where advisor websites came from and, you know, where, where it's at today. For sure. Advisor websites proudly headquartered in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And as I look outside, the clouds are breaking and there's sunshine, which is a minor miracle for this time of year. Um, Advisor Websites has been in business since 2012. We are actually the first digital marketing provider for the financial services space. Uh, So we got a little bit of a head start there. We offer uh, websites, of course, they're in the name, but also a fully, fully integrated digital marketing platform with email capabilities, social media automation, and all sorts of fun stuff. So we serve financial advisors, financial planners all across North America. And we believe, I believe, that uh, we are the best. Cool. Cool. Hey, um, so you, you said that Advisor Websites was the first to bring the digital experience for financial advisors. And I read an interesting um, study a little bit earlier today, and it was written by by Plaid, the, the data aggregators, but it was talking about fintech and how uh, after the last year, the impact that fintech has had on the way people of all ages interact with technology and interact on the web. And the, the point they made was that at, at this point, people would rather interact with a piece of uh financial technology, fintech, than they would engage with social media or streaming video. So we're talking about fintech versus YouTube or Facebook. And so what's your reaction to that? And, and where, where does advisor websites fit into that spectrum? It's a great point. Fintech has a huge place in, in what we do. Fintech in and of itself is not necessarily the solution to everybody's problems. It's not a one size fits all. And when I talk to customers, what I say is there's really a space for every sort of tool in your digital platform. So automation in and of itself is not a solution. Content in and of itself is not a solution. A website in and of itself is not a solution. When you integrate these different capabilities together, is where I have always seen financial advisors have success in putting themselves on the internet, in demonstrating what makes their brand so special and engaging with their audience. And I think that if you look at, you know, the past 18 months or so with with the COVID-19 pandemic, people are getting exhausted of social media and more people have closed their Facebook accounts over the last six months than over the last five years prior. And that speaks to our 
tiredness with being inundated with all types of different content, you know, misinformation, the echo chambers that we're all a part of. And so I understand the social media fatigue. And for somebody who's trying to grow a business and engage with an audience, you have to look for creative ways. And yeah, Facebook might not be the answer. YouTube might not be the answer. So how are you going to get people's attention? And how are you going to capture their imagination? Well, you have to be creative in what type of content you're creating. So that's a great point. So if I'm a financial advisor today, and we're, we're going to talk about a lot of different kinds of financial advisors in the next few minutes. But if I'm a financial advisor today, and maybe I, I, I haven't pulled the trigger on a website, heaven forbid, or maybe I, I, I got one, you know, a few years ago, you know, how, how should I be thinking about my website in light of what we were just just discussing? Saying this is going to maybe land me in some hot water, but websites are not the one-size-fits-all solution that, that maybe we thought they were five or six years ago. And it's really what you do with the website as it is what you do with any other tool that makes a difference. And the biggest challenge that I see our customers and other advisors in the space have is they'll invest thousands of dollars in technology but they won't personalize how they're using that technology to be specific in demonstrating their brand and being able to create and distribute content that really lands with their target audience. And the common misconception is, if I market to everybody, then everybody will want my product or want my service. And actually the inverse is true. If you market to everyone and don't want to exclude anybody, People will self-exclude themselves if they don't believe that your company is appealing to them. And what I have seen for most successful financial advisors who are relatively plugged into digital marketing or even just starting their digital marketing journey is there's a level of self-reflection and there's a level of specificity that needs to happen to really land with who you really want to work with. So don't be shy about demonstrating yourself and your qualities and all the things that make you great and all the things that make you a human being. That's what people care about. We are getting marketed to every second of the day. And we talked about YouTube fatigue and Facebook fatigue. Well, that exists and that's real. But when a piece of content or a video or a tweet really lands and resonates with you, not only do you think about it, and not only do you save it, but you share it with your friends. And that's the network effect. And that's what can be so, so powerful about really understanding who you want to work with and being a little bit vulnerable as well. So that you, you make a great point, Graham. The, uh, I, I had a, a, the chance to listen to a little bit of Carl Richards last week, and he was talking about this very subject about uh, being bold and, and being willing to step out. And that, that's really how you differentiate yourself. And he said, for a lot of financial advisors, it's really a fear issue. It's, it's, as you said, the fear that if I uh, come forward with a clearly differentiated value proposition uh, and I'm focused on uh, talking to a targeted audience, that I'm going to lose business. When, as you said, the opposite is true. You can go deeper into uh, a market niche by by demonstrating your expertise in that. So that th that mindset issue is really what comes into play. How do, how do you guys address that with financial advisors that you're working with? Well, I mean, take advisor websites as a case study. 
if we we don't compete against normally the Wixes and Squarespaces of the world, we've designed our platform specifically for financial advisors. And if we didn't do that, we would have no idea what some of the opportunities and challenges are that they experience. And over time, and I mentioned how we were the first back uh, at the beginning of last decade, we have so many different data points to be able to improve and adapt and change the way that we do business. And that's directly influenced by listening to our customers and reacting to what we're hearing as well as, as other folks in the space. But to answer your question, we offer a more configurable, customizable, personalized, however you want to say it, our websites and our digital assets reflect more accurately the branding and you can do more with it than anybody else in our space. And so when you're coming in saying, I I saw a great website of ours the other day uh, from a gentleman in Toronto, he works specifically hockey players. And that's the most stereotypical Canadian market, uh, maybe besides maple syrup and moose. But he specifically has said, I'm only going to work with current professional hockey players or ex-professional hockey players. And the company is called Uptown Wealth Management on Young Street in Toronto. And all of his branding, his design, his content, his LinkedIn posts, his videos reflect some of the challenges and opportunities that hockey players experience that are unique to them. So for everybody that's not a hockey player, you're going to land on that website and say, this isn't for me. I'm going to look at the next person. But if you are a hockey player, I guarantee that you've never seen a financial advisor who's designed his whole practice around working with just you. And now I'm able to self-select based on the framework that that we designed for this gentleman. So I'm really proud of the fact that we're able to showcase an advisor's authentic voice and authentic brand better than everybody else. What, what should an advisor's expectation be for a website in 2021? Um, if we, and, and I'm putting that in the context of lead generation. So Kitsis did some did some research and they concluded that uh, SEO was the most cost effective way for financial advisors to attra- to acquire new clients and and that's largely based on the fact that it, it, with SEO the the advisor spends less time nurturing that client whereas let's say in a, in a networking situation or in a referral situation there's time invested by the advisor and that comes with a dollar figure and that's why those methods are a little bit more expensive than SEO. So what should an advisor's expectation be for what he can get from his website in 2021 as far as his marketing and lead generation? SEO is an incredibly important part of any sort of digital marketing, especially with the website. But SEO in and of itself is does nothing. SEO needs partners in crime to be able to be successful. You need to have a website that has a great page load speed. The images have to be optimized. You need to add different alt tags to those images. And you need to be creating and distributing content that is targeted towards who you want to work with. SEO can enhance your reach and is an amazing and cost-effective way to do that. But if you're just adding keywords to a website that never gets updated, adding keywords to content that thousands of other people are using, the impact of that SEO is going to be negligible. 
So it really goes back to your overall digital marketing strategy. And SEO is not necessarily going to make or break how successful you are in digital marketing, but it can be the difference that gives you that competitive edge over somebody else in your area or within your industry. So for anybody thinking that SEO is going to land them 100 clients next year, I would say it can, but only if you do the content piece effectively and if you choose a website provider that really does give you the tools to be able to customize every single piece of what you're doing on the web. If you think about the customer journey, so you've got that attention, awareness, conversion, retention kind of an, a concept, right? And and so I think traditionally we think of website as the the storefront, if you will, the window that people come shopping to look through. So I, I, I think that that's changed over the last 18 months, that now it's become a way to convert that traffic into warm leads, opportunities, and so on. So, and I think that that's probably triggered a lot by the ability to build trust. So, where does trust building fit into this, and how how do you accomplish that with a website? Trust building and credibility is incredibly important. And... 92% of all consumers who are evaluating business for the first time go to a website or a Google My Business listing to ensure that who they are going to pay money to is legitimate. Now multiply that by how many people are looking for a financial advisor every day or every week. And especially if you're thinking about your financial future for yourself, for your family, for your spouse, for massive life events like saving for your child's tuition or thinking about retirement or buying your first home, you're going to do your research. And if your website is not building trust with your audience who's landing there, then you don't have a hope of being competitive. And your other comment was around you know, using the the website as a digital storefront, and now that's kind of changed and, and transformed a little bit into building credibility. I would argue that the website, yes, is the place where most people are going to come and they're they're going to fill out a form or they're going to book a meeting with you. But your reach and your credibility extends far beyond your website. It also extends to your social profiles. It extends to the type of emails that you send out. So if you are just leveraging your digital marketing provider's content, if you are sharing content that thousands of other people have access to, consumers are going to notice that. So the time and effort it takes to write original content and be thoughtful and engage with people who are liking or commenting on your posts, that is an extremely cost-effective way to both nurture your audience and facilitate them converting on your website. How, how do you, how do you, how do you do that? How do you, how, I mean, how do you, what, what, what are the things that, you know, that, you know, what, 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 what kind of checklist do I need as an advisor, you know, to bring to the table so that Graham can infuse my website and, and help it, you know, convey trust. What, what do I need to bring to the table as an advisor? It's funny you mentioned the word checklist. Uh, we've been working on and, and we're currently beta testing our personalization launch plan. And that's something that is is new for us. And we're going to be coming out and using that for, for every new customer that comes through comes through our, our funnel in the next little while as well as all well our current customers. But to answer your question, the idea around authenticity, I think is incredibly important because it is pretty easy and quick to tell if somebody is not being authentic. And and yes, it's a little bit more difficult over the internet, but if you're just pushing stuff 
that doesn't pertain to who you are as a human being it is not relevant to your business and is not relevant to the people you want to work with. People are going to see through that incredibly quickly. And maybe not at first, but once you get into a phone call with them and, and they booked a consultation and, and they're talking to you, they're going to very quickly find out that your online persona does not match at all who you are in real life. You can almost think of it as professional catfishing. And to be able to be authentic and extend your reach, you do really have to be a little bit vulnerable. And that is scary. It's scary for me. But you have to do it because people want to know who you are, especially if they're handing over potentially hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to you. That's everything that they own. And so if they don't know you and they don't feel like they can connect with you, they're going to self-select themselves out of the process. So I would say, you know, overall high level checklist. Number one, be authentic, know who you are. Think about what matters to you, what doesn't matter to you, what your hobbies are, what your interests are, what you're scared about. And number two, create and find great content that speaks to the ideal client that you have in the back of your mind. Maybe you've never written it down before, but you know that client that you really look forward to talking to. The, the friend that you have that shares a lot of the same hobbies and interests. There's no reason you can't translate that into your digital marketing and how you connect with clients. How active a role do you guys take in that? I mean, it sounds like you're, you're a combination creative team, performance coach, uh, you know, tech back office. I mean, that seems like a, a broad swath of activities. It is a broad swath of activities. It, it's something that we have really set our sights on is being that true partner. And there's a lot of vendors, not even just in our space, but in general, who will sell you a bill of goods. They'll promise you the moon. And you'll hand over your credit card and you'll never hear from them again. And when I think about what I, as a consumer, as a buyer, really prioritize in whenever I'm looking at purchasing a, a major good or service, it, it really comes down to how much do I trust this relationship? And the reason that I do what I do and the reason that we're still in business today is because of the client experience. And because that's the thing over every single other thing within our business we prioritized. So when someone comes and has a success, a success to share with us, we celebrate it with them. And when they have a challenge, they're not getting enough value or their website, we help them. Because that's why we're in business. Without the people, it, it wouldn't matter. We wouldn't exist. You, you made a, a great point earlier that the website doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, that it, it's part of an overarching strategy. So what's a what's the martech what's the marketing technology stack look like for a financial advisor in 2021? If you're like most financial advisors, your budget line item for this has grown considerably over the past 18 months as you've not been able to do events in person or drive to clients' houses. To be honest, I think it's getting a little bit bloated. Uh, and I think what we're going to see over the next little while is most financial advisors start to evaluate, hey, I bought this thing 12 months ago. It hasn't really provided any value for me. I should probably get rid of it. And so we've seen this massive inflation as the digital transformation has occurred in our space of people just buying things. People are subscribing to MailChimp. They're subscribing to uh, all sorts of all sorts of services out there that they believe will you know keep them competitive. And I think that we are really setting ourselves up for some some budget cuts in the near future. And so if you're a financial advisor in 2021. You're probably subscribed to a website provider. You probably have some sort of email automation tool. You might have uh, social media content that uh, you have 
being automated to select and being distributed to your audience. You might have any other number of kind of add-on or plugins, but you almost certainly have a website, you almost certainly have an email tool, and you almost certainly have a social media tool. So when it comes to the personalization question, I'm working at more of an enterprise level as a CMO, So, and we're much more dependent on data. So where does data enter into the conversation here when we're talking about websites and personalization for financial advisors? Well, since I know you love numbers, I know you love data, as almost every financial advisor does. Here's one quick stat before I answer your question. 87% of companies that have implemented web personalization have seen an increase in return on key metrics. Those include revenue, client acquisition, and client retention. So Yes, personalization is nice for all the reasons I talked about, the vulnerability piece, the transparency piece, working with your ideal client profile. At the end of the day, your business is going to improve massively from undergoing this transformation in terms of your digital marketing strategy. And there is more data out there and available to you than ever before. So not just simply how many website visits are you getting or what's your conversion rate from people landing on your website, but who are these people? How old are they? What part of the country are they in? What do they like to do in their spare time? What other sort of products or services have they checked out? You can get a massive amount of information on the types of people that are engaging with your content, are visiting your digital assets. And if you're ignoring that and not using that to leverage how your digital strategy is transforming and evolving over time, you are already at a competitive disadvantage. So for us, what we do is we set up analytics dashboards, and it has all that great demographic data we were talking about before. So you might be incredibly surprised. You might have thought your ideal client or your main target audience was a 50-year-old man from Kentucky, but in reality, it's a 35-year-old woman from San Francisco. And by leveraging that, you can start to really hone in on what type of content you should be creating, when you should be online, what distribution channels you should be using, and if your website provider is not making it easier for you to access that data, then I would encourage you to take a look at what else is out there. You know, that, that, that's a, an important point, I think, for financial advisors, because we tend to be really data-driven when it comes to how we analyze clients' financial situations and the recommendations we make and how we score, you know, success for them. Uh, but we, we might not be listening to the data when it comes to what our interests are and what our clients actually look like. So that you, you make a great point about that. I think you were on a panel with Julie Littlechild a little while ago, and I think she had some insights on that, didn't she? She did. And Julie Littlechild is, uh, is a great partner of ours, and she works at a company called Absolute Engagement. And what they do is we talk a lot about the quantitative side of data, so uh, the data points, who's coming from where, what time are they coming. She really works, and I think this is incredibly interesting in the qualitative side of things. So... Absolute Engagement sends out client surveys. They ask all sorts of interesting, insightful questions. They provide you a report at the end of the day with, you know, clients really expressed enthusiasm for this. They weren't as keen on that. And it really helps you to shape not only your digital strategy, but your client interaction process. So I'm a huge fan of what Julie's doing over at Absolute Engagement. She's also a fellow Canadian, so that doesn't hurt either. Um, <laughs> we got we to gotta stay close. But, uh, but I think the qualitative side and the quantitative side are both incredibly important. And I know advisors are very numbers driven. But if you're not also considering the human element of things, then you're missing half the side of the story. So how do, how do you integrate that into my website? In terms of the qualitative data? Right. 
it's uh it's an evolving process and it's something that really requires continuous improvement over time so if there's an area of your of your client engagement strategy let's say your initial pitch is weak but your annual review is rock solid you can start to leverage how much people enjoy your annual review why they get so much value out of it uh, what sort of insights and decisions that you've been able to collaborate with them on and you can start to showcase that on your website so you can even uh, create a video on it you can uh, create an infographic on it you can write a blog post on it you can showcase it in your uh, your process section of your website as much as you can keep showcasing your strengths and showcasing the innovative things that you're doing that that clients really enjoy the more people are going to understand exactly the value of what you do the generic you know uh, JPEG that's a circle of saying hey uh, these are the four steps of the process everybody has that what do you do that's interesting and unique so in, in getting ready for 2022 what advice do you have for financial advisors now 2022 start of a new year if you're thinking about continuing on the same path doing the same old stuff that you've always been doing don't it's a new it's a new year use this as an opportunity to really take a step back and what i'm paying for it giving me the results that i thought it was going to and don't just be the guy who or the girl who subscribes to netflix hulu hbo max and you really only use one but you're paying for three really evaluate is this service that i'm subscribing to giving me value am i noticing an uptick in client engagement client retention new client acquisition and be thoughtful about what you hope to achieve or what you plan to achieve set targets for yourself set targets for what you want to do in this new year and then look at who is going to help you get there don't just keep going down the same path as you always have because the world is changing and the world is changing incredibly quickly. And if you're not doing some of the things that we talked about within this podcast, you're already at a competitive disadvantage. And the last thing I will add, and I will repeat myself, if you are marketing to everybody, you don't appeal to anybody. So it's better to stand out than it is to fit in and be unique. Use your own voice. Be authentic. Talk about your hobbies, talk about your interests, talk about your fears, talk about your wins. You coach football on the weekend, talk about that experience. Why did you do it? What value did you get out of it? What are you noticing in the market that's giving you pause? What are you noticing out there that is really exciting you and giving you enthusiasm? What do you have to share that nobody else does? And if you're struggling with that, call me, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I have these conversations every single day with customers and I can't tell you how liberating it is to really start speaking as yourself for the first time. So make the investment. I promise you it's worth it. If it's not, you can send me an angry message and I will figure out where you went wrong because this is something that I truly believe in and it's something that's going to radically transform our industry. I agree 100%. Um, you know, so so for me, uh, the the last few minutes have have reinforced the notion that as an as a financial advisor, I I need to uh, get a little bit of a mindset change. Uh, I, I need to think differently. I need to be willing to uh, deal with the fear of being different and and to start to position myself differently. I need to to think about uh, an overarching strategy that reflects that both in my website as well as in, in my other uh, marketing components. Um, and, and I need to make a commitment, you know, to, to help build trust by uh, showing fo folks who I really am and, and creating content that shows them, you know, what my values are like and what my interests are like so that they, I can become more relatable and more authentic. With uh, Anything else besides that you want to add, uh, Graham? 
I think those are all great points. And if you don't think there's anyone out there like you, you don't think there's anyone out there that has the same interests as you or has the weird same niche hobbies, whether it be model trains or you're really into Battlestar Galactica, my comment to you would be, have you seen the internet? There's somewhere for everybody. And I know that there's somewhere in the space for everybody too. Thank you very much, Graham. That was a terrific session. Really appreciate it. I know our advisors listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast are going to get a lot of value from that. Great contributions, great insights. Really appreciate you being on with us today. uh, And we look forward to seeing each and every one of you join us in our next broadcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 